Hey, it's Greg. So what a week uh, with the um, you know arc of the story about Win Butler and Arcade Fire. The latest after music for Arcade Fire has been pulled on a lot of radio stations and streaming services is uh, Leslie Feist pulling out from opening that particular tour for Europe. Uh, Arcade Fire is supposed to get back over here, but will it even get to that point? An interesting conversation about it with Alex Pearson, and then Sheba Siddiqui and I follow up on that conversation as well. So in two parts here, I think you'll enjoy it, and I think it'll make you think. Hey, it's Greg. Thanks very much for listening to Toronto Today. So Karen Littlewood's the union president of the Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation. Let's get an update from her on contract negotiations, her reaction to the recent study that made the rounds and went quite viral on learning loss in the United States for young kids. And we'll talk about the expectations for high school teachers this fall. That's right now. We started talking about this story Monday. It's now Friday, and obviously there feels like there's a movement uh, every day. It feels like it's only going in one direction. Um, they've got four shows uh, in the U.K. They'll go on to France and Belgium, and and uh, and they're not scheduled back to play in uh, – they're playing Portugal. They're not scheduled back in, in America, if you will, until October 27th. Um, they will come to Toronto on December 1st. But little birdies are talking, and little birdies in the touring world are a lot more – I'll put it this way. They're a lot more sure that the North American um, – leg of that tour is not going to happen rather than going to happen and this is a big big band i like this is a bigger band than headley the accusations are different arcade fires playing two shows at the uh, kia forum in los angeles there's not many canadian bands that can sell out two arena shows in the united states uh, the tragically hip you know this the like canadian centric they couldn't they couldn't sell out uh one night at an arena in the uh united states so this is a big band and it's and now getting a lot of attention when leslie feist pulls out of the tour one two three four which we just played coming in was a huge hit in the uk it's a huge hit worldwide so that's not nothing and it's starting to make all the uk tabloids all these accusations uh, unsubstantiated right now and anonymous against Win Butler. I want to bring on Alex Pearson, who'll be on a couple hours from now. Because, um, Alex, you started your show with, with talking about Win Butler. And I love the conversation because it is a struggle with artists, especially music artists. You're a music fan like me. And what do mm-hmm. we do with the art when someone is either A, accused of something, or even if it's found that they did something, what do we, what do we do? We don't ban Rolling Stones music because Bill Wyman was 70 and he married a 16 year old. We hear Jerry Lee Lewis on oldies stations. They made a cute little movie with Dennis Quaid in it. So what do we do with the art? And we're not quite sure right now. I don't know. Why don't we um, have some due process for a change? I mean, honestly, like the, the problem I have with this, and I don't know this guy. I love the band. Mm-hmm. Great music. Very talented. Um, I, I don't, it's not like I'm defending that he's a nice guy. I don't know if he actually did anything or not. What I don't know is that we don't know. And we've got to get away from from trying all these matters in the court of public opinion and maybe actually waiting to see, like, are these substantiated allegations? This is coming in from one American online publication. No other media have been able to um, verify. No, No police reports have been filed. You know, this notion that we are just to believe everybody is not it's it's a cute hashtag, but it's very destructive because. You can hear someone, we should listen to people, but to suggest that we should just believe allegations on their face is not just 
ridiculous. It's incredibly destructive, especially if you find yourself, Greg, on the receiving end of some kind of allegation like this. You're you're destroyed. You have no chance to defend yourself. There's no presumption of innocence. I don't know if this guy did anything, but what I would like to see before we completely destroy them is where's this going? Like, I get why Feist pulled out. I mean, you know, she's got to protect a brand. Her, her lawyers and her managers are like, God, like, what are we going to do here? So she's going to step away. Um, but again, this guy's not charged yet. And if we're going to look at musicians and celebrities, uh, you know, as m- uh, moral beacons, I mean, they're not. When have they ever been? To your point, David Bowie was accused of taking the virginity of a 14-year-old. Yeah. Still listen to David Bowie. Um, Dustin Hoffman in 2017 has several sexual allegations. Like, I actually tried to Google, Greg, how many celebrity and musicians are in this category of being accused of something. And the list is literally, like, I would have to do an eight-hour show on, on artists that have been accused of stuff, and yet none of it has been proved yet. I know, and the line feels, look, there's, there's a massive line I think we draw now with consent. I, I don't, I'm no moralist. I don't judge the Led Zeppelin guys in the 70s, the Eagles in the 70s, but I do know that if someone said, well, this happened and it was absolutely non-consensual, similar to how we're talking about this Hockey Canada scenario in London, that I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, we've got a clear a clear line and a clear delineation. To, For lack of a better term, it's not just a bunch of musicians participating in an orgy with willing participants, because that happened in rock and roll for, that's been happening in yeah. rock and roll for well, ages. And that was the, a status. Like Pam, Pam DeBar wrote a whole book about it. I'm with the band. I'm with I mean, the band. Bragging rights. Right. <laughs> I mean, but the difference in Hockey Canada, I think you bring up a good example. We have an actual case where there was a settlement. There was money paid. There were negotiations to keep it quiet. That's a different category. And police investigated and they couldn't find right. charges. And I don't know well, that they'll be able to this time around either. Right, right. So, okay, but again, we have a documented case where there was a negotiation and an agreement made. This situation, we don't have anything. Like, we've got nothing. So I think the test now has to be, will charges be filed? Will police reports be filed? Will more people come forward? Because generally, and you know how this works, Greg, someone breaks their silence. And then we get this cascade of, it happened to me, it happened to me, it happened. If we start seeing that again, if we see this pattern um, this guy does not proclaim to be husband of the year. They have apparently he's married to um, his bandmate, mm-hmm. and they've been married for a long time. And they have uh, they agree they have an unconventional marriage. I think you'd have to if you're living that kind of life. But they he he, they, he doesn't apologize. They, that's what they have an open marriage. But he says categorically, I did not do anything non consensual. So look. It all might come out in the wash that he's an awful, terrible person, but I really wish we could get back to the presumption of innocence and stop canceling people based on one person's account or yeah. two people's account. That's just not how it's supposed to work. Alex Pearson's our guest. Uh, of course, the Alex Pearson Show, 9 to noon right here on 640 Toronto. And I think I think we think of musicians as very arbitrary because, the, you know, they write the songs, they put the albums out, but they have bosses. We all have bosses. Mm-hmm. Look. If these accusations were identical towards, uh, a, a, you know, a little human being like me, I'd understand my boss is saying we should have you. Off. I might go to them and go, you got to take me off the air so I can fight these and defend these and and not compromise myself by being on the air about it. Because if it, I'm damned if I do. Right. If I over defend myself, if Wynn Butler's out there doing news conference after news conference. He will look more guilty to some. If he says nothing about it and doesn't reference it, he'll look more guilty mm-hmm. to the other half. So. 
he can't win right now for losing. No. And at the same time, I also understand um, a sponsor of a tour or Live Nation saying, we can't put you out there. We got to, like, Ryan, I don't know about that. You don't know? I don't know about that. But, they, but no. that it's something they may say at a certain point. I'm hearing more people well, sh- suggest that they that the, the North American tour won't happen because I can only imagine how draining it is. Am I making him the victim? No, straw man. I'm not. But at the same time, I understand him not wanting to go on stage night after night and focus in on what's what's not an easy job. No, it's not. I mean, when you're accused of something, and God help you if you find yourself accused of something and you've had absolutely no chance to defend yourself, it would be almost impossible. Um, I I think uh, right now it's way too soon to be kind of canceling. I I hate cancel culture, Greg. I I hate it. Um, So radio stations pulling the music. Like, you're against that right now. You don't think that should happen. But he he hasn't been convicted of anything. Like, there's no court process. What we have is a they said, he said scenario. Mm. put forward by one publication we have no other corroborated stories and again i haven't seen enough but we always jump out of these things and we make a a declare a verdict on these things everyone believed jesse smollett of course he's to believe believe him believe him really that guy should not have ever been believed people do lie i covered courts as you know Mm -hmm. for a very long time literally thousands of cases and i've covered many sexual assault cases they are very hard to cover um i've seen some very compelling heartbreaking cases but i've also seen cases where the person lied and it was very public but yeah their evidence did not stand up and the person walked out but again once you're accused of a sexual crime greg it doesn't matter if you're cleared of it or not you're done yeah, and I think there's a layer. I, we got to go, but uh, there's a layer of mm. going from Harvey Weinstein to sure. th- then. Then there's another layer that goes down to well, Matt Lauer. Sexual assault. Then there's yeah, another layer like, that goes down yeah. to Aziz Ansari was almost canceled for uh, like a like a magazine account. And to me, I read it. My wife even read it, and we said it sounds like a bad date. It sounds like yeah, somebody well, I, that thought, "Oh, Aziz Ansari's going to marry me," and it turns out, well, he wasn't. And yeah. who wants to have 8,000 words written about themselves with a one-night stand? You, me, our entire audience wouldn't want that. We wouldn't want that. No, of course not. I mean, the bottom line is I'm going <laughs> to kind of hold my nose mm. and, and watch what happens. But I just think mm. at this point, we got to just kind of step back for a little bit. Stop acting on hysteria and kind of the, the given, well, mm. we're going to cancel this just so we all yeah. can cover asses. Because you know what? Today it's him. Tomorrow it could be you. And you will darn well pray that you get some due process. I'd rather you hadn't used that last sentence, but I agree. I would like that due process if it were to be me. Alex will be listening. Yeah, he won't be you. <laughs> but, but hey, I, I can tell you, Greg, I, I will fight for you and, Thank and you. make sure you get that due process. Uh, yes, right? there's minimal skeletons in either of our closets. There's, there's, two, there's <laughs> well, a lot of clothes and no skeletons. I'm that boring. That's yeah. a good thing. Thanks, Alex. We'll be listening at nine. Good stuff. Cheers. Uh, Shiba Siddiqui and I were just talking. You, uh, you're you such a, uh, you're now a, uh, well, you always may have been an Alex Pearson Stan <laughs> is a Stan. I never know when to use that word and when not to. You should use Stan with with anyone under the age of thirty, I'd say, or twenty five. Let's say twenty five. <laughs> well, Let's I'm not, and I don't want to speak for Alex, but I I'm not sure if she is. Well, she raises so many great points, right? Where is the due process in this with Win Butler? It just I feel like I thought we were getting away from cancel culture, uh, but what if he's innocent? And and can can Arcade Fire come back from this if he is? Well, put it this way. Can men and women, can men and men, can women and women have considerable misunderstandings about where something is going? Yes, clearly they can. And I think in a more modern context, um, 
an unsolicited, uh, you know, picture of someone's uh, junk, if you will, is a, a, I think it's a risky venture at the best of times because of that relate clearly. Is it, is it illegal to send a dick pic? <sighs> Thank you for saying that. I didn't want to. Um, but uh, I don't know if it's if it's illegal or not. Because it it happened every single friend of mine who goes on a date. Are you serious? Every single friend that is single and online dating without a doubt has gotten one. And they will go out with, you know, the most uh, from all walks of life, like with a lawyer, with a doctor, with I'm telling you, and they'll tell I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. And they will go out for dinner. They'll have a nice dinner. Tell me he was such a gentleman. He was kind of cute. Maybe they'll see him again. They'll get home and they'll get a text like, uh, you miss me yet? And, you know, she'll she'll smile and send out, like, you know, something flirty, too. Like, oh, I had a great time. Thanks so much. Great seeing you. And then I'll say, well, here, here's something to remember me by until we meet again. And then that comes through. I, I, <laughs> I'm not I, kidding I just you. feel like you need, you know how, like, sometimes a setting will change on your phone and you got to <laughs> scroll all the way up and then you can send at the bottom. And I, I feel like it needs that, like, a lawyer, an intermediary needs to be involved to be, like, we want to make sure. And I'll bring this up. Like, I think I told you, I go to London where um, this alleged assault took place, obviously. And we know something, if not, you know, th- that was morally or ethically questionable, depending on people's morals or ethics, happened in London, whether it was consensual or not. I have my own suspicions about it, um, and it doesn't fare well for the players involved. But I, I asked a bar owner who I've known my entire life, and he says he's got enough young employees now, Sheba, in their late teens, 20s. That with the concept of videotaping consent prior to Mm -hmm. is actually something like it's not the thing that we think it would be because we've been out of the dating game so long. But but maybe men and women want that receipt, if you will, to make sure someone can't bounce on them the next day and say, oh, I didn't agree with any of this stuff. And you go here. Here's you saying it. So you did. I mean, look. Aren't you glad you're not single well, in this moment you've right got, now? You've got, awful. You, you've got a, you've got uh, you know boys yeah. and girls you're raising. Yes. I'm only raising boys. I know the worst thing that could happen is for them to do something to a woman without their consent. Yeah. And the second worst thing is for them to be accused of doing something that they didn't do without that woman's consent so and these, these, these are conversations lessons, these are conversations i have to have with them yes at some point in time no doubt yes absolutely you do and i think there is a so and when it comes to win butler i mean i i need to know more before i can decide whether i'm turning off his music again or not and like alex said right this was obviously an unconventional marriage uh mm-hmm. they seem to have an open relationship that's one thing sure if you're both in agreement of that go for it do what makes you happy life is short uh, but in terms of these accusations, and now we're at, we're at we're still at four people. It hasn't gone up from that. Uh, but we need more information. We really do. Everybody does. All everybody that's canceling and music that's yeah. been canceled. And I understand why Feist left. She does have a brand to protect. Uh, and it's a no-win situation for her, right? Yeah. Because she can't make everybody look. You can you can never. Ma- I've learned this in my life. You can never make everybody unanimously happy with you. Probably personally, certainly professionally, you can when you do what we do. So someone will disagree with something you say at some point in time, um, and on a regular basis. But if she stays, she's being a shill, and she's not yes. standing up for women. And if she leaves, she's being overreactionary. She can't win with some people. 
Okay, and I get it. I get she was in an impossible. She she tried to find middle ground. She in Dublin. She donated pr- the proceeds for the opening set. I saw that to the local local chapter of Women's Aid, which helps victims of domestic abuse. Wonderful. But how long do you do that for? And do you set that up in London and Stockholm and and Lisbon and Paris? Like like how long do you do that for? And sort of ride that middle ground. I don't know. I don't know either. And I think that, uh, like I said, we ju- we need to know more, Greg. We're all making these assumptions. There are all these conversations that are happening. Uh, and I, I feel for these, if they're actually victims, absolutely. We need, he needs to go. Uh, but the, his due process has, has not been there. We don't know enough. Let me ask, because I, I value your opinion so much on this. You and I had lots of conversations on air and a few off air about Headley and Jacob Hogard. Once things started with a criminal case, did you feel differently? If it's Sheba Siddiqui, music director of a big alternative station by the time he's charged would you have pulled headley's music uh i because you had an opinion about that situation but this is a different situation because this girl was underage one of them was Mm -hmm. underage right it started when she was 12 allegedly right she was Mm -hmm. 12 years old he groped her uh and a big hug and some kind of a bear hug and then it went from there and it escalated and what she described in that hotel room uh at the age of she had just turned 16, but he was grooming her based on those text messages that were sent to her. If those text messages were sent to my daughter when she was 14 years old, 15 years old by this man who was, he was in what, his late 20s at that point? Yeah. Uh, you sh- come on. Like that is a different situation. We're talking about someone who's underage. You should not be speaking like that to any girl. I know, I know somebody that went to college. Uh, I went to college with a Western, and she had uh, a moment, if you will, with a well-known music personality. Okay, when they came to through London in sure. second year, and she her store she would regale you with stories. But she also had the maturity to sort of understand she felt flattered by his attention. She understood what it was and what mm. it wasn't. Um, and I don't think she was under any illusion that it was going anywhere else except the one moment. And I don't know how people that's feel maturity, about that. I guess that, it is. That's but I, maturity. A 15-year-old, that 15-year-old thought she was going to marry Headley when he was telling I her, I want to spend the I rest know. of my life with you. I'm in love with you. She was going to have his, get married and have his babies and live happily ever after. So it's a, it's a lack of maturity, understandably so. So when your friend, you know, had her fun, she knew exactly what she was getting into because of how old she was and the life experience that she had. I know. And I can imagine, uh, like, let's take an artist that's older than me, like, um, like okay, I'll go with Madonna or a Gwen Stefani. If, if somehow they'd paid that attention to me as a man, a single guy in my mid 20s, oh my God, the flattery you'd feel. And the sort of, you'd be <laughs> like, Stefani. Is I didn't it, know that. well, let's, uh, there's a thing there. And is this going somewhere where it's going to be, I'm going to go on tour with her? I'm gonna, like, no, <laughs> no. But you, but I don't know that I couldn't get caught up in that. And I'm not caught, I don't get caught up in, very much, very often. It's such a fascinating conversation. And I don't know, Sheba, you make such a great point. And Alex made great points. I don't know where it goes. Is it just going one way? Is it kind of stabilized? She made the point. You made the point. Nobody else has come forward. So this isn't this isn't a lot of the Me Too moments. Harvey Weinstein, Matt Lauer, um, you know, people. Uh, what's the guy? James Franco. This isn't a lot of those people that all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. Next thing you know, 30 people are saying, But it only takes one. It, it only takes yeah, one. Yeah. If that one person that comes forward and gives, yeah. gives, files a police report at least, then we can get the conversation yeah. started.